I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen. And they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted. Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a, a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Oh, hello, and welcome to the Leaves of Glen Mansion. It's a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a mansion and I just go to my basement. This is where I read the hottest public main books and short stories. This week, we'll continue to read Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, which is how I've chosen to pronounce that name. About the author, A.A. Milne was born January 18th, 1882, and died January 31st, 19. 56 is a good run. Uh, Alan Alexander Milne was an English writer best known for his books about uh, the teddy bear Winnie the Pooh, as well as uh, for children's poetry. Milne was primarily a playwright before his huge successes. Uh, Winnie Pooh uh, overshadowed his previous work. Uh, at the Trinity College of Cambridge, he wrote for the school newspaper and played on the cricket team at school with J.M. Barry. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle uh, and P.G. Woodhouse, a murderous pedophile, a paranormal-obsessed nut who wasn't smart enough to write about the smartest detective in the world, and a gleeful idiot. He was on a team with all three of them. After serving in both world wars, Milne became the father of a bookseller, uh, Christopher Robin Milne, who, upon uh, the character Christopher Robin, is based. It was during a visit to the London Zoo where Christopher became enamored with a tame and amiable bear, Winnipeg that Milne was inspired to write the story of Winnie the Pooh for his son. Oh, he resented the fame that the children's books got because he was previously uh, successful with other works that are now overshadowed. Milne stopped writing about Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he, he felt it was an amazement and disgust over the fame his son was exposed to and said that I feel the legal Christopher Robin has already had more publicity than I want for him. I do not want C.R. Milne to ever wish that his name was Charles Robert. Yeah, that's a fun little twist. Milne and his wife became estranged from their son who became to resent uh, when, he, when he saw his father's exploitation of his childhood and came to hate the books that thrust him into the public eye. Christopher's marriage to his ugh, first cousin, Lindsay de Sellecourte, distanced him still further from his parents. Leslie's father and Christopher's mother had not spoken to each other for, uh, oh, 30 years. So... What I've learned about A.A. Uh, Milne is that uh, he's a nice guy, he's a pacifist, he wasn't a jerk, and uh, he happened to play cricket with two other or three other crazy people, but he turned out to be the one nice one. But uh, somehow he was cursed with his own son. Maybe it's just the time. Maybe the time was cursed. But his own son resented him and didn't talk for 30 years. That's insane. Do we still, uh, still got time? Oh, God knows we got time before the grandfather clock goes off. Let's read some fun facts. Uh, fun facts from uh, manoflabook.com. 
the AA stands for Alan Alexander. I already said that. Winnie the Pooh and his friends are based on stuffed animals that belong to Millen's son, uh, Christopher Robin, and you, you see the original toys at the New York Public Library. That's weird. That got transported from England to New York. Winnie the Pooh was named after a Canadian black bear, uh, parentheses, Winnipeg, that resided in the London Zoo and was used as a military mascot in World War I. Pooh was a swan? What's a swan? Well, we're not reading this on the Kindle, so I can't look that up. Uh, the toy which inspired the famous bear was purchased in Harrods in London and was called Edward Bear, as it's only proper in England. Oh, really? Because I thought the whole bear thing was from Teddy Roosevelt. That's something I read a long time ago. But all right, fine. England has to go screw that up. Both Christopher and his family dog love to play with the stuffed animals. Eeyore lost some stuffing over the years, which caused his head to droop and gave him a melancholy appearance. Hundred Acre Woods was inspired by Ashdown Forest in Sussex, and Christopher Robin took boxing classes to defend himself against bullies at school who used to tease him about the popular book series. Well, I think we saw why he doesn't talk to his parents for 30 years. Okay, well, with the grandfather clock's going off, with that, why don't we dive into the next few chapters of this book. Ah, there you are. Why don't you get self-settled here in the library of the <sighs> Leaves of Glen Mansion? I gotta find a new bit. There's gotta be something. Uh, Leaves of Glen Townhouse, or Leaves of Glen Small Apartment Building. There's gotta be something else I can go with here, because I'm getting tired of this whole mansion thing. But I'm too lazy to look that up or think that out. Chapter 5 in which Piglet meets a heffalump. <laughs> One day, when Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh and Piglet were all talking together, eh, Christopher Robin finished the mouthful he was eating and, and said, eh, carelessly, nice, uh, I saw a heffalump today, Piglet. Well, what, were you, what was it doing? asked Piglet. I just lumping along, said Christopher Robin. I don't think he, I don't think it saw me. I, I once saw one, said Piglet. At least I I think I did, he said. Only perhaps it wasn't. Oh, oh so did I, said Pooh, wondering what a Hufflump was like. Oh, you don't often see them, said Christopher Robin carelessly. Not now, said Piglet. Well, not this time of year, said Pooh. Now well, then they all talked about something else until it was time for Pooh and Piglet to go home together. At first, as uh, they they stumped along the path which edged the hundred-acre wood, they didn't say much to each other. But when they came to the stream and had had helped each other across the stepping stones and were able to walk uh, side by side again over the, the heather, well, they began to talk in a friendly way about this and that. And Piglet said, I... If you see what I mean, Pooh, and Pooh said, oh, it's just, it's just that I think to myself, Piglet, and Piglet said, oh, but I, I, I have, Pooh, oh, you must remember, and Pooh said, oh, quite true, Piglet, although I had forgotten it for the moment, and then just as they came into the six uh, pine trees, Pooh looked around to see that nobody else was listening, and he, say, he said in a very solemn voice, Piglet. I've decided something. Well, you decide, Pooh. I've decided to catch a Huffalump. 
Well, Pooh nodded his head several times as he said this and waited for Piglet to say, How? Or, Pooh, you couldn't? Or something helpful of that sort. But Piglet said, Piglet said nothing. And the fact that Piglet was wishing that he had thought about it first. I shall do it, said Pooh, after waiting a little longer, by means of a trap. And it must be a cunning trap, so you will have to help me, Piglet. Oh, Pooh, said Piglet, feeling quite happy again. I will. And then he said, oh, how, how should we do it? And Pooh said, I, that's just it. How? And then they sat down together to think it out. Pooh's uh, first idea was that they should dig a very deep pit and that the half lump would come along and fall into the pit. And uh, why, said Piglet, why why what, said Pooh, uh, why, would he, why would he fall in? Pooh uh, rubbed his nose with his, <laughs> with his paw and said that the heffalump might be walking along, humming a little song, and looking up at the sky, wondering if it would rain, and then he wouldn't, he wouldn't see the very deep pit until he was halfway down, and then it would be too late. Piglet said that this is a very good trap, but supposing it were raining already, eh? Hey? Yeah, Pooh rubbed his nose again, and he said that he didn't thought about that. And then, he, and then he brightened up. And he said, oh, if it were raining already, if the heffalump, we'd look at the sky, wondering if it would clear up and so he wouldn't uh, see the very deep pit until he was halfway down. That's four dots. And then it would be too late. Well, Piglet said that. Now, at this point, it had been explained, he thought it was a cunning eh, trap. Pooh. Well, Pooh was very proud when he heard this, and he felt that the heffalump was as good as caught already. But there was just one other thing which had to be thought about, and it was this. Where should they dig the very deep pit in all italics? Oh, Piglet said that the best place would be somewhere where a heffalump was just before he fell into it, only about a, a foot farther on. Uh, but then he would, he would see us digging it, said Pooh. Uh, not if he was looking at the sky. Yeah, or they do another, they're, they're going to do another sky thing, their sky gag, where uh, Pooh's going to float on a balloon for like the fifth time in this story. And like, ah, I'm a cloud. They're going to do this. I can already tell. <coughs> I'm not editing that out. Here we go. Uh, he would suspect, said Pooh, if he happened to look down, and he thought for a long time, then added sadly, nah, it isn't as easy as I thought. I suppose that's why heffalumps hardly ever get caught. Oh, that must be it, said Piglet. Oh, they sighed and got up, and then they had taken a few gorse uh, prickles, uh, gorse prickles out of themselves and sat down again. Hold on. Honey, do you know what a gorse prickle is? No. Okay, well, not getting any help here, and I'm not going to look that up on the Kindle. Uh, out of themselves and sat down again. And all the time, Pooh was saying to himself, if only I could think of something. For he felt sure that a very clever brain could catch a heffalump, if only he knew the right way to go about it. Suppose, eh, he said to Piglet, you wanted to catch me. Yeah, yeah. How would you do it? Uh, 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 well, said Piglet, I should uh, do it like this. I should uh, make a trap, and then I should uh, put a oh, jar of honey uh, in the trap. And then you would uh, you'd smell it, 
and then you and you go in after it, and oh, a big long M dash. It's a real long M dash. And I would go in after it, said Pooh excitedly, only very carefully so as not to hurt himself. And I would get into the jar of honey, and I should lick around the edges of all it, and pretending that there wasn't any more, you know. And then I would walk away and think about it a little, and then I should come back, start licking in the middle of the jar, and then big M dash. Yes, well, never mind about that. There you would be, and there I should catch you. And now the first thing to think of is this. Well, what a heffalump's like? I should think like, uh, I don't know, oh, acorns, shouldn't you? Well, get a lot of, uh, big dash, I say, wake up, Pooh. Pooh had gone into a, uh, a happy dream, woke up with a start, and then said that honey was a much more trappy thing than uh, haycorns, and Piglet didn't think so. And they, they were just going to argue about it, and then all of a sudden Piglet remembered that if they put the acorns in the trap, he would have to find the acorns, but if they put it in honey, well, then Pooh would have to give up some of his own honey. Uh, so he said, all right, honey, then. Just as Pooh remembered it, too, and he's going to be able to say, all right, acorns, honey, yeah, said Piglet to himself in a thoughtful way, as if he were now settled. I'll dig the pit while you go get the honey. Yeah, very well, said Pooh, and he stumped off. And as soon as he got home, he went to the larder and he stood on his chair and he took down the very large jar of honey from the top of the shelf. And it said honey, which is spelled H-U-N-N-Y, written on it. But he, oh, just to make sure, oh, he took out the paper cover and he looked at it and he just looked just like honey. But you never can tell, said Pooh. I remember my uncle saying once that he hadn't seen cheese just this color. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so, so he put his tongue in and he took a, he took a large a large lick. Yes, he said. It is. No doubt about that. And honey, I should say, right down to the bottom of the jar. Unless, of course, he said, somebody put cheese at the bottom for a little joke. <laughs> but perhaps I better go a little bit further, just in case, in case heffalumps don't like cheese. Same as me. Ah, ah, ah. And he gave a deep sigh. I was right. It is honey. Ah, uh, right to the way down. Having made certain of this, he took the jar back to Piglet, and Piglet looked up from the bottom of his very deep pit and said, Got it? Eh? And Pooh said, Yes, but it isn't quite a full jar. And he threw it down to Piglet, and Piglet said, I know it isn't. Eh, is that all you got left? And Pooh said, Yes. Because it was, so Piglet put the jar at the bottom of the pit, and he climbed up, and then they went home together. Oh, well, good night, Pooh, said Piglet when they had gotten to Pooh's house. And hey, we'll meet at six o'clock tomorrow morning by the pine trees and see how many heffalumps we got in our trap. Ah, six o'clock, Piglet. Uh, have you got any string? Uh, no, no. Why do you want string? Uh, to lead home with. Oh, I... I think heffalumps come if you, if you, I don't know, if you whistle. Uh, some do and some don't. You never can tell heffalumps. <laughs> yeah, well, good night. <laughs> good night. And so off Piglet tried to his house, Trespassers W, while Pooh made his preparations for bed. Some hours later, just as the night was being to steal away, Pooh woke up suddenly with a, a, a sinking feeling. Oh, he, 
had that sinking feeling before, and he knew what it meant. He was was hungry. So he went to the larder, and he stood on the chair, and he reached up to the top shelf and found uh, nothing. That's funny, he thought. I know I had a jar of honey there, a full jar full of honey, right up to the top, and it had honey, which is written H-U-N-N-Y, on it, so that I should know it was uh, honey. Oh, that's very funny. And then he began to wander up and down, wondering where it was, and murmuring, a murmur to himself like this. Oh, God. Well, at least not a song, it's a murmur, right? It's very, very funny, cause I know I had some honey, cause it had a label on saying honey, a, gal- a galopatus full up pot too, and I don't know where it got to, no, I don't know where it's gone, well, it's funny, it's just a song, he tricked me into a song, this is like the fifth song of this story. He had murmured this to himself three times in a singing sort of way when suddenly he remembered he had put into the cunning trap to catch the heffalump. Oh, bother, said Pooh. It all comes trying to be some kind of, to, to, to be kind of the heffalumps. And uh, he got back in the bed. Oh, but he, could, but he couldn't sleep. The more he tried to sleep, the more he couldn't. He tried counting sheep which is sometimes a good way of getting to sleep. And, as this was no good, he tried counting, uh, eh, yeah, heffalumps. And that was worse, because every heffalump that he counted was making straight for the pot of Pooh's honey and eating it all. And for some minutes, he lay there miserably. But when uh, the 587th heffalump was licking its jaws and, say, and saying to itself, Oh, very good honey, this. I don't know what I've tasted better. Pooh could bear it no longer. He jumped out of bed and ran out of the house. And he ran straight to the six pine trees. The sun was still in bed, Ah, but there was a lightness in the sky over the hundred-acre wood which seemed to show that it was waking up and would soon be kicking off the clothes. (laughs) In a half, light of the pine trees looked cold and lonely, and the very deep pit seemed deeper than it was, and Pooh's jar of honey at the bottom was something mysterious, a, a shape, and no more. But as he got nearer to it, oh... Oh, his, his nose told him that it was indeed honey, and, 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 his, and his tongue came out. Eh? I say, I say, and his, and his tongue came out, and he began to polish up his mouth, ready for it. <clears throat> Bother, said Pooh, as he got his nose inside the jar. A heffalump has been eating it. And then he thought a little and said, Oh, uh, uh, no, I did. I forgot. Indeed, he had eaten most of it, but there was a little left at the very bottom of the jar. And uh, he pushed his head right in, and he began to... Uh, he began to lick. By and by, Piglet woke up, and as soon as he woke, he said to himself, Oh! Uh, and then he very said brave, very bravely, Yes! And then he, more bravely, Quite so! And he didn't feel very brave for the word, which was really jiggeting about in his brain. Jiggeting. Oh, boy. I'm going to look that one up. I want to find out what that one means. I mean, I, I, within context, I know what it means, but oh, there's no, there's no results for that. That's just a made-up word. Made-up word by a guy writing a story for kids. Jiggeting about in his brain was half a lump. What was a half a lump like? Was it fierce? Did it come when you whistled? And how did it come? Was it 
Was it fond of pigs at all? If it was fond of pigs, did it uh, did it make any difference what sort of pig? Well, supposing it was uh, supposing it was fierce with pigs, would it make any difference if the pig had a grandfather called Trespassers William? Uh, he didn't know the answer to any of these questions, and he was going to uh, see his first heffalump in about an hour from now. Of course, Pooh would be with him, and was much more friendly than the two. Oh, but suppose the heffalumps were very fierce with pigs and bears. Wouldn't it be better to pretend that he had a, a headache and couldn't go up for the six pine trees in the morning? But then he supposed that it was a very fine day, and there was no heffalump in the trap. There he would be in a bed all morning, simply wasting his time for nothing. What should he do? Well, then he should have a clever idea. He should go up very quietly to the six pine trees now and and, and, and peep very cautiously into the trap and see if it was a heffalump there. And if there was, oh, he'd go back to bed. And if there wasn't, nah, he wouldn't. So off he went. At first, he thought that there would be a heffalump in the trap, and then he thought that there would, and then he got near and he was sure that there would, because uh, there was, you could hear a heffalump about it, anything. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, said Piglet to himself as he wanted to run away, but somehow, having got to near, oh, he felt that he, he must see what the heffalump was like, so he crept in the side of the trap and looked in. And all the time... Well, Winnie the Pooh had been trying to get the honey jar off his head. Yeah, and the more he shook it, the more it rightly stuck. Bother, yeah, he said inside the jar. And, oh, help, and mostly, ow. And he tried bumping it against things, but as he couldn't see what he was bumping it against, it couldn't help him. And he tried to he tried to climb out of the trap, but as he uh, could, he could see because of the jar, uh, nothing much of that, and he couldn't find his way. So at last, he lifted his head, jar, and all, and made a loud, roaring noise of sadness and despair. And it was at that moment that Piglet looked down. Help, help, cried Piglet. A heffalump, a horrible heffalump. And uh, he scampered off as hard as he could, still crying out, Help, help, a horrible heffalump. Hoff, hoff, a horrible heffalump. Haul, haul, a horrible heffalump. And he didn't stop crying and scampering until he got to the Christopher Robbins house. Uh, 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 Whatever's the matter, Piglet, said Christopher Robin, who is just getting up. Half, said Piglet, breathing so hard they could barely speak. A half, a half, a half a lump. Where? Up there, said Piglet, waving his paw. Well, what did it look like? Like, like. Oh, there's a whole lot of M-dashes going out of all various sizes. It had the biggest head you ever saw, Christopher Robin. A, a great enormous thing, like like nothing. A huge, big, well, like a, oh, I don't know, like an enormous big thing, like a, like a jar. Well, Christopher Robin said, putting on his shoes, I shall go and look at it. Um, come on. Piglet wasn't afraid if he had Christopher Robin with him, so off they went. Oh, I can hear, can't you, said Piglet anxiously as they got near. Oh, I can hear something, said Christopher Robin. Yeah, his poo bumping his head against something, a tree root that he found. There, uh, said Piglet, isn't it awful? And he held on tight to Christopher Robin's hand. Suddenly, Christopher Robin began to laugh. Dot, 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 and he laughed. Dot, 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 and he laughed. 
more dots, and he laughed, and that's a period. And while he was still laughing, M-Dash crashed with the heffalumps, head against the tree root, smashed with the jar, and out came Pooh's head again. Then Piglet saw what a foolish Piglet he had been. Oh, oh, he's so ashamed of himself that he ran straight off home and went to bed with a headache. And Christopher Robin and Pooh went home to breakfast together. Oh, bear, said Christopher Robin. Oh, how I do love you. So do I, said Pooh. Well, with that, uh, we're not going to go up to the master bedroom with my silken sheets and a heart-shaped waterbed, which is impossible to engineer if you think about it because it's going to break seams and all that festering water inside the waterbed is going to spill out all over the floor and smell like human feces. No, instead, we're going into the snuggle closet, and my wife is going to be there to sit in the snuggle closet with us as I read to you the latest upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. Here I come. I'm coming. Here I come. Oh, here I am in the snuggle closet where I can read to you the latest upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. And my wife is in here fighting with a cat. <laughs> what are you doing in my fart closet? It's not a fart closet. It's a snuggle. That, this that's is where the I reason come why it smells fart. this way? I thought you left old food in here. I thought this was your snack closet. And the food is rotting and smelled like farts. That's a very poetic way to describe a fart. <laughs> you were talking about how the, uh, what the Heffalump song meant something to you? Yeah, I don't know why you don't have that song in grains in your memory. I've literally seen the Disney version once in my life and I was like five or something. I also watched it very young and it was scary at the time because Pooh was scary. Uh, Pooh was scared of the Heffalumps and Woozles. So I'm trying to figure out, like, there was um, another Disney collection of shorts or whatever that was kind of, like, trippy and everyone loved it all the time. You'd get high and you'd watch them. I forget what they were. Like, they involved, like one involved, like, a devil creature. Ooh. And the, the other one was uh, um, uh, Mickey Mouse, like, doing the, the broom. Like, he's, like, a little wizard apprentice yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. There was, that, like, a collection of shorts. And I was wondering if, like, the heffalump or the, the pink elephants dancing around scaring people was like part of that or was that part of Winnie the Pooh and I'm getting it all mixed up no well the Huffalumps and Wizzles was definitely part of Winnie the Pooh yeah but, but was it like was, scary like uh, they're laying was that in bed Fantasia with Mickey Mouse Fantasia that's how I'm yeah. trying to go. thank you it's that same uh, era of animation like in the 60s yeah oh god everyone was high as hell back then yeah so this Heffalump thing was not part of Fantasia this is just something no, all on its own it was a uh, Strictly part of Winnie the Pooh. I miss the old days when yeah. cartoons used to scare the shit out of kids. It was really scary, actually. Can you? I actually think uh, uh, one of the stories I might read in the future is Bambi, because apparently Bambi is horrifying and like bloody and disgusting. But Disney cleaned it up. But still, Disney has the mom getting killed in it and stuff, so they couldn't clean up too much. Well, let's hear what you have to think about since you're here in the closet. And also our listener, who uh, is dressed up just average, doesn't matter. But you're here, which intimidates the listener. Oh, they don't want to 
bust out too much. They don't want to get too ballsy with this. <laughs> so they just hand us a copy of a book called The Fraud Squad by Kyla Zhao. And uh, about the fraud squad, uh, working class women who infiltrate Singapore's high society to fulfill her dream, uh, dreams, risks, losing everything in the process. Oh, including herself. This propulsive novel by debut author uh, Kyla Zhao. At least she's not a uh, New York Times bestselling author because, you know, she's full of shit. For as long as she can remember, <laughs> Samantha Song has dreamed of writing a high society for a high society magazine and she'd do anything to get there. But the constant struggle to keep her mom, uh, to help her mom make ends meet with her low social status caused her to dream to feel like a distant fantasy. Now Samantha finds herself working at a, a drab PR firm. Hmm. Drab, but probably really high paying, living vicariously through a wealthy coworker and friend, Anya Chen, as as close as she'll get to her ideal life until she meets Timothy Kingston, the disillusioned son of one of Singapore's elite families, and Samantha's one chance at infiltrating the high society world to which she desperately wants to belong. Oh, oh! Oh, to Samantha's surprise, Timothy and uh, Timothy and Andy both agree to help her make a name for herself in Singapore's socialite scene. Uh, but she, uh, her borrowed designer clothes and, and plus ones to every glamorous event can only get her so far. The rest is on Samantha, and she's determined to impress the editor in chief of Singapore's uh, poshest mag. I'm already bored. I'm almost done, but I'm already just bored as hell. What is her marketable talent or skill? Don't know. She's just working for a magazine and working her way up. She just wants to be really rich and famous. It's like every 80s movie. Like, I started out in the mailroom, and now, because I have big ideas, I work my way up to CEO of the company. Is this book supposed to have sex in it? Uh, This is the romance section of the book. So that's the bizarre part. Is the, that uh, the capitalism is what makes you hard? Uh, <laughs> it's the Penguin Random House romance section. So yeah, it's uh, Samantha wades through the fraud. The more she fears being exposed, uh, exposed, especially with the mysterious gossip columnist. There's a random gossip, uh, gossip columnist. Uh, she fears being exposed, uh, prowling for dirt, forcing her to reconcile her pretense uh, with who she really is before she loses it all. So yeah, you're right. Uh, apparently the only romance happening here, unless it's with Timothy Kingston? That's a fake name. It sounds like a really fake name. Everything else sounds genuine, but that one sounds fake as shit. Would you, you eat one of those white chocolates? On mic. Can you uh, unwrap it right in front of the mic? ASMR. Can you hear this cat purring? It's all part of the experience. This is an ASMR. I'm actually struggling to open this. Get have you seen the ASMR where it's kind of the trend with everyone that has uh, ASMR videos? They have the mic that has two literal rubber, like rubber ears, on each side of the mic. Have you seen that? No. Are you kidding me? It's a huge thing. Like anytime I ever run across any AS, uh, ASMR, they have the rubber ears on each side of the ball mark, uh, mic. It's just two white rubber ears and they just keep like doing crinkles on one side of the ear and then doing crinkles on the other it's a stereo sound effect it's fantastic I want you to recreate that tonight okay get the purring cat get the chewing of the <laughs> chocolate get the unwrapping of when the uh, yep exactly well that was a fraud squad 
uh, by Kyla Zhao, which you can get at paperback for 17 bucks at uh, uh, January 17th. So you don't got much time. <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, <laughs> Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson Booksellers, IndieBound, Powell's Target, and Walmart! <laughs> Thank you for being in my closet, my pet. You're in my fart closet. <laughs> it's not a fart closet. It's the romance uh, snuggle closet. You're ruining this children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my closet. Fine. I'm going back downstairs. Whatever. Thank God she's gone. Uh, yeah, it's now that we're here in the library again, let's read chapter six, in which uh, Eeyore has a birthday and gets two presents. Eeyore, ah, uh, the old gray donkey, stood by the side of the stream and looked at himself in the water. Pathetic, he said. That's what it is, pathetic. He turned and walked slowly down the stream for, uh, oh, 20 yards and splashed across it and uh, walked slowly back on the other side. And then, he, and then he looked at himself again in the water. As I thought, he said, no better from this side. But nobody minds. Nobody cares. Pathetic. Oh, uh, that's what it is. There was a crackling noise in the bracken behind him uh, and out came Pooh, uh, good morning, Eeyore, said Pooh. Uh, good morning, Pooh Bear, said Eeyore gloomily, as if it was a, a good morning, he said, which I doubt, said he. Uh, why? Uh, uh, why? What's the matter? Nothing, Pooh Bear, nothing. We can't all, and uh, uh, so it's don't, uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, can't all what, said Pooh, rubbing his nose. Gaiety, song and dance. Here we go around the mulberry bush. No, oh, I said Pooh. And I thought for a long time. And then he asked, hey, what's that? What's up? Uh, what mulberry bush is that? Bon hominy. I have no idea what's going on right now. Went on, uh, Eeyore gloomily. French word meaning bon harmony, he explained. But I'm not complaining, but, th- but there it is. Uh, uh, Pooh sat down on a large stone and tried to think this out. And it sounded to him like a riddle. Uh, he was never much good at riddles, being a bear, a very little brain. So he sang uh, Coddleston Pie instead. I have to sing a song. This is like the ninth time I have to sing a song in this goddamn Winnie the Pooh book. <clears throat> Ba-dum, bum, bum, bum. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. A fly, uh, a fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Bam, 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 bam. I love that you can hear my wife's labored burps in the background. That was the first verse. Oh, God, there's more verses. Uh, when he had finished it, Eeyore didn't actually say that he didn't like it, so Pooh very kindly sang the second verse to him. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. A fish can't whistle, neither can I. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Eeyore still said nothing at all, so Pooh hummed the third verse quietly to himself. 
Coddlestain, Coddlestain, Coddlestain Pie. Why is it chicken? But I don't know why. Ask me a real hard play. Coddlestain, Coddlestain, Coddlestain Pie. That's right, said Eeyore. Sing! Umpty Tiddy Tiddly? Umpty Tiddly. Umpty Two. Here we go, gathering nuts in May. Enjoy yourself. I am, said Pooh. Some can, said Eeyore. Uh, why, uh, what's the matter? Is anything the matter? You, uh, uh, you seem so sad, Eeyore. Sad? Why should I be sad? It's my birthday. Uh, uh, it, uh, uh, it's the happiest day of the year. Are you birthday? said Pooh in a great surprise. Of course it is. Can't you see? Look, uh, look at all the presents I've had. He waved at his foot from side to side, looked at the birthday cake, the candles and pink sugar. Oh, Pooh looked. First to the right, then to the left. Uh, 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 presents? said Pooh. Uh, uh, birthday cake? said Pooh. <clears throat> uh, uh, mm. Where? Can't you see him? No, said Pooh. Neither can I, said Eeyore. Joke, he explained. Ha ha. Pooh scratched his head, being a little puzzled by all this. Uh, but is it really your birthday? He asked. It is. Oh, well, many happy returns to the day, Eeyore. And many happy returns to, uh, to you, uh, Pooh Bear. Uh, but is it my birthday? No, it's mine. Uh, but you said many happy returns. Well, why not? Uh, you don't always want to be miserable on my birthday, do you? Oh, I see, said Pooh. It's bad enough, said Eeyore, almost breaking down. Uh, being miserable myself with no presents eh? and no cake and no, ca- and no proper notice taken of me at all. Oh, 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 if everyone else is going to be miserable, too, with an M-dash that I've never seen in my entire life before, that's like a half a page. This was too much for Pooh. Stay there, he called to Eeyore as he turned and hurried back home as quickly as he could, Oh, for he felt he must get poor Eeyore a present of some sort at once. Oh, but he could always think of a proper one afterwards. Outside his house, he found Piglet, jumping up and down, trying to reach the knocker. Uh, hello, Piglet, it's H-A-L-O. Uh, hello, Pooh, said Piglet. Oh, yeah. What are you trying to do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to reach the knocker, said Piglet. I just came around. Oh, let me do it for you, said Pooh kindly. So he reached up and knocked at the door. Oh, I've just seen Eeyore, he began. And, and Pooh, uh, Eeyore is in a very sad condition because it's his birthday and nobody's taking any, uh, notice of it. He's very gloomy, eh? You know what Eeyore is. And, and he's, there he was, and, and for a long time, whoever, whoever lives there is answering this door. He knocked again. Oh, uh, but Pooh, said Piglet, it's your own house. Oh, eh? Said Pooh. Oh, so it is, he said. Well, let's go in. Well, they went in, and the first thing Pooh did was go to the cupboard to see if he had, uh, had a quite small jar of honey left. <laughs> and so he went and he took it down. And said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this to Eeyore. He explained, "Oh, he's not gonna give it to you. He's gonna eat all of it. I bet. <laughs> I bet he eats all of it." As a present, uh, what are you gonna give? Well, couldn't I give it to? Said Piglet. From the both of us. No, said Pooh. That would not be a good plan. All right, then. I'll give him a balloon. I've got one left for my party, and I'll go and get it now. Shall I? 
That piglet is a very good idea. It is just what Eeyore wants to cheer him up. Nobody can be uncheered by a balloon. So off Piglet trotted, and in the other direction went Pooh with his jar of honey. Ah, it was a warm day, and he had a long way to go. You can see where this is going. And he hadn't gone more than halfway when a sort of funny feeling began to creep all over him. Oh, oh, it began at the tip of his nose. Oh, and it, it trickled all through him and out the, the soles of his feet. Eh? It was just as if somebody inside him were saying, Ah, now then, Pooh, time for a little something. Dear, dear, said Pooh, I didn't know it was this late as that. Oh, he sat down, he took the top off of the jar of his honey. Luckily, luckily I brought this with me, he thought. Many a bear going out on a warm day like this would never have thought of bringing a little something with him. And he began to eat. Ah, oh, now, let me see, he thought, as he took the last lick of the inside of the jar. Where is that? Uh, where is it going? Oh, yes, Eeyore. He got up slowly, and then suddenly he remembered he had eaten Eeyore's birthday present, exclamation point. Bother, exclamation point, said Pooh. What shall I do? Oh, I must give him something. For a little while, he couldn't think of anything. Then he thought, well, it's a very nice pot. If there's no honey in it, and I washed it clean, and if I got somebody to write uh, a, a, a quote, happy birthday on it, Eeyore would keep things in it, which uh, might be useful. So as it was just passing a hundred acre wood, he went inside to call an owl who lived there. Good morning, owl, he said. Good morning, Pooh, said Owl. Ah, many uh, happy returns of Eeyore's birthday, said Pooh. Oh, is that what this is? Uh, what are you going to give him, Owl? What are you giving him, Pooh? I'm giving him a useful pot to keep things in. I, I, I want to ask you, big long M Ash, uh, is, it, uh, is it this, said Owl, taking out of his Pooh's paw. Yes, and I want to ask you if somebody has been keeping honey in it, said Owl. Ah, oh, you can keep anything in it, said Pooh, earnestly. It's very useful like that. And I want to ask you, oh, you ought to write a happy birthday on it. Well, that's what I want to ask you, said Pooh, because my spelling is wobbly. It's good spelling, but mm, yeah, it wobbles, and the letters get in the wrong places. Would you write a happy birthday on it for me? It's a nice pot, said Owl, looking at it all around. Uh, couldn't, couldn't I give it to uh, for the both of us? No, said Pooh. That would not be a good plan. Now I'll just wash it first, and then you can write on it. Well, he washed the pot out, dried it. While Owl licked the end of his pencil, he wondered how to spell birthday. Can you read, uh, Pooh? He asked a little anxiously. Uh, there's a, a notice about knocking and ringing outside my door, which Christopher Robin wrote. Uh, could you read it? Yeah, we saw that in the previous chapter. Christopher Robin told me what it said, and, and then I could. Oh, oh, you're filling in the gaps because you're a bad writer. Well, I'll tell you what this says, and then you'll be able to. So Owl wrote, and this is what he wrote. Hippie Pappy Buthamuth. Thothoth, Bathothay. Pooh looked upon it admiringly. 
Oh, I'm just saying a happy birthday, said Owl carelessly. Oh, it's a nice long one, said Pooh, very much impressed by it. Well, actually, of course, I, I'm saying a very happy birthday with love from Pooh. Naturally, it takes a good deal of pencil to say it, uh, a long thing like that. Oh, 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 I see, said Pooh. Uh, well, all this is happening, Piglet had gone back to his own house to get Eeyore's balloon, and he held it very tightly against himself so that it shouldn't blow away, and then he ran as fast as he could to get to Eeyore's before Pooh did, so that he thought that he would uh, like to be the first to give him a present, just as he had thought it without being told by anybody, and running along, and thinking how pleased Eeyore would be, and he didn't uh, look where he was going, and suddenly he put his foot in a, uh, 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 a, a rabbit hole? And then fell down flat <clears throat> on his uh, on his face. Bang! With three exclamation points, three question marks, three asterisks, and three more exclamation points. Piglet lay there wondering what had happened. Nah. Ah, at first he thought that the whole world had blown up, and then he thought that oh, yeah, perhaps only the forest part had, and then he thought that perhaps only he had, and then now he's alone uh, in the moon or uh, uh, ooh, somewhere and would never see Christopher Robin or Pooh or Eeyore again. And then he thought, oh, oh well, if you're in the moon, I needn't be face downwards all the time. So he got cautiously up and looked about him. He was still in the forest, exclamation point. Well, that's funny, he thought. I wonder what the bang was. I couldn't have made such a noise just falling down. And uh, uh, where's, uh, where's my balloon? And that's what a small piece of damp rag doing there. Oh, it's a, it was a, it's the balloon. Oh, Dear, said Piglet. Oh, dear, oh, dearie, dearie, dear. Oh, well, it's too late now. I can't go back, and I have, an, I have another balloon. And perhaps Eeyore doesn't like balloons so very much. So he trotted on and ran there sadly now, and down he came to the side of the stream where Eeyore was and called out to him, Hey, uh, uh, good morning, Eeyore, shouted Piglet. Ah, good morning, little Piglet, said Eeyore, if it is a good morning, he said, which I uh, doubt, he said. Not that it matters, he said. Oh, many happy returns of the day, said Piglet, having now gotten closer. Eeyore stopped looking at himself in the stream and turned to stare at Piglet. To say that again, he said. Uh, many hap, with a uh, big long M dash. Wait a moment, uh, Balancing on three legs, he began to bring his fourth leg very cautiously up to his ear. Oh, I did the, I, I, <clears throat> I did this yesterday, he explained, and he fell down for the third time quite easily. Uh, it is so I can hear better. There, uh, that's done. Now then, uh, what are you saying? He pushed his ear forward with his, with his hoof. Many happy returns of the day, said Piglet again, meaning me. Of course, Eeyore. My birthday? Yes. And me having a real birthday? Yes, Eeyore. I brought you a present. Eeyore took down his right hoof from his right ear and turned around and with great difficulty put up his left hoof. 
I must have had that in the other ear, he said. Now then, a present, said Piglet very loudly. Meeting me again? Yes. My birthday still? Of course, Eeyore. Me going on having a real birthday? Yes, Eeyore, I brought you a balloon. A balloon, said Eeyore. You did say balloon? One of those big colored things you blow up? Gaiety, eh? Song and dance, eh? Where we are there, uh, uh, yes, I'm afraid. I'm very sorry, Eeyore, but when I was running along to bring it to you, I fell down. Ah, dear, dear, how unlucky. You ran too fast, I expect. You, 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 didn't, uh, you didn't hurt yourself, little piglet? Oh, no, no, but I, I, oh, Eeyore, I burst the balloon. Well, there was a very long silence. My balloon, said Eeyore at last. Piglet nodded. My birthday balloon? Yes, Eeyore, said Piglet, sniffing a little. Here it is with, with many happy returns of the day. And he gave Eeyore a small piece of, of a damp rag. This is it, said Eeyore, a little surprised. Piglet nodded. My present? Piglet nodded again. The balloon? Yes. Thank you, Piglet, said Eeyore. You don't mind my asking, he went on. But what color eh, it was this balloon when it, when it was a balloon? Red. Oh, I just wanted red, he murmured to himself. Oh, my favorite color. How, uh, how, uh, how big was it? Oh, as big as me. Oh, I just wondered if I was as big as a piglet. Oh, he said to himself, oh, my favorite size. Well, well. Piglet felt very miserable. He didn't know what to say, and he was still opening his mouth to begin to say something, and, and then deciding that it wasn't good to say anything like that, and then he heard a shout from the other side of the river, and there was Pooh. Many happy returns on this day, called out Pooh, forgetting that he had said it already. Oh, yeah, thank you, Pooh. I'm having them, said Eeyore gloomily. Oh, and I, I thought about you. I, I brought you a little present. Said Pooh excitedly. Oh, I've, I've had it, said Eeyore. Pooh now splashed across the stream to Eeyore, and Piglet was sitting a little way off in his head and his paws snuffling to himself. Well, that's a useful pot, said Pooh. Uh, here it is. It's uh, got a very happy birthday with love from Pooh written on it, and that's all the writing there is. And that's uh, it's for putting things in. Uh, so there... When Eeyore saw the pot, he became very excited. Why, he said, I believe my balloon will just go in that pot. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Eeyore said, Pooh, balloons are much too big to go in a pot. Uh, What do you do with balloons? You hold the balloon. Not mine, said Eeyore uh, proudly. Look, Piglet. And as Piglet looked sorrowfully around, Eeyore picked the balloon up with his teeth hmm, and placed it carefully in the pot picked it out and put it back in the ground and then picked it up and put it back in the pot again. So it goes, said Poos. It goes in. And so it does, said Piglet. It comes out, doesn't it? (laughs) Said Eeyore. It goes in and out (laughs) like anything. Well, I'm very glad, said Pooh happily, that I thought uh, of giving you a useful pot and things to put in. No, I'm very glad, said Piglet happily, that I thought of giving you something to put in the useful pot. But Eeyore wasn't listening. He was taking the balloon out, putting it back in, as happy as it could be. 
And didn't I give him anything? asked Christopher Robin. Well, of course you did. What, life? Christopher Robin gave him life. Because <clears throat> he's this man, God, here in the Hundred Acre Woods. Of course you did, I said. You gave him, don't you remember, a little, a little, and I gave him a box of paints to paint with. Oh, that was it. Why didn't I give, uh, give it to him in the morning? Well, you were too busy getting his party ready for him, and he had a cake with the icing on top, and three candles, and his name pink, sugar, and a, oh, oh yes, I remember, said Christopher Robin. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Oh, that's exhausting. Why don't we uh, go back down to the smoking room and smoke cigars or pipes or cigarettes, whatever you prefer, as we try to figure out what the hell happened in these last two chapters. Uh, well, thanks for coming down here. I see you've chosen the pipe. Good for you. I'm going to smoke a pipe like a classy old person. Good for you. Uh, so we're going to recap these last two. Oh, Jesus Christ. My, uh, my wife put these birds in here. And trust me, crazy. Uh, what, uh, what did we learn from the Heffalump? What did we learn from the Heffalump, uh, chapter? Nothing. Just that uh, they created a fake creature, and they all agreed it existed. And then when Pooh got in there with his head stuck in a pot, and they're like, oh, look, he's a wild heffalump. And they were uh, scared, and then it turned out to be Pooh, and that was the end of that. So we all learned a lesson. What was that lesson? The lesson is, uh, <clears throat> don't trust your eyes. Uh, after that, it was Eeyore's birthday. Uh, what do we learn from that? Uh, sad little thing that's just dying to be rejected. Oh, God, he just wants to be rejected so badly. If anything, he wants to be the kick puppy. He's dying for it. Please treat me like crap. That's all Eeyore is all about. So he's like, oh, yeah, oh, it's my birthday, did you know? And he, oh, he's just rubbing it in. And so then they finally uh, they get him gifts or whatever, a balloon that pops. That fits perfectly with Eeyore's whole thing that he's doing. And he, oh, I got a pop balloon. He's like, it's about right for me or whatever. And so then, and then the, uh, the Pooh gets him a honey pot with no honey in it. He's like, oh, yeah, I I." took a crayon and I wrote happy birthday in like a crazy weird language and they go, here you go and they go, and they go, oh, why don't you put the deflated balloon in it oh look look I'm taking it out and put it back in again you should all cry for me so uh, I don't like Eeyore when I was a kid watching the Disney movie oh I thought Eeyore was like kind of a cool guy uh, <laughs> I haven't watched Eeyore in the uh, original uh, Disney movie since childhood, so maybe if I watch it now, I'll be like, ah, what a crap person. Why did I idolize this man as a child? But I did. I think, oh, look at him. Oh, he's just bringing down the whole mood. I love the power that he has when he brings down the whole mood. Well, he's still doing it now in this story. Uh, he's just, oh, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your crap presents and just, like, I'm going to act like they're, like, the best things ever. And then they, sh they should all cry, but they won't. Uh, and so uh, that's pretty much the end of that. Uh, what's good? Well, Eeyore had a birthday. I think it's good that anyone ever paid attention to the fact that he actually ha was born because any of these animals should question their existence. I'm not made of flesh. 
like Christopher Robin. I'm made of fabric. Uh, do I have a birth date? What does that birth date entail? Being sewn together? At what point of being sewn together are you officially born? On what day are you done? Uh, and so, uh, who who is my god? And uh, uh, so, fine. So they got a birthday now. So Eeyore had a birthday, and he doesn't think too hard about it. So I guess that's good. What sucks? That Eeyore doesn't understand the immensity of his existence. The the pain or the crisis of consciousness that he has as a living cloth animal uh, trying to exist in the hundred acre wood, uh, basically discarded into the woods. Oh, my stuffed animals, I throw you into the woods, find your own homes, and then I will walk amongst you as a, as a flesh god is what Christopher Robin does. But, uh, but uh, yeah, good for him. You know, he's appreciating his birthday. What do we learn? Never trust the, uh, a flesh god because they will always uh, manipulate you for their own needs. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, I will see you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people. Not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read, including stuff like gestating the curious mind with my lady friend or uh, wife, because I'm married. Oh, I'm on Instagram. But no one uses that anymore because they all use TikTok. Am I ever going to get on TikTok? No. But if you want to look at my dead Instagram, it's at uh, HouseNuzzle. I also have Twitter, which I use the most, which is also conveniently at HouseNuzzle. Uh, and since, uh, since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly. Glenn.Nuzzles at gmail.com. But don't, uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork. Now, back to business. Can't believe I drank all of them already. There's gotta be one left.